All right, folks, welcome back to the Be The Bright podcast presented by Rich Supply. My name is Matt Hawkins. Down below is Jordan of Arsenal fame. And our special guest is Matthew Kudelik, who is our friend, uh, longtime friend of mine um, and Arsenal member, um, Lieutenant Colonel in the United States Marine Corps, uh, five-time Dirty Kansas finisher, Dirty Kansas XL finisher, Trans-Iowa finisher, about to be a uh, wind and rock champion here in 2020. I'm calling that right now. Um, <laughs> Putting the pressure on. Two-time Croatan buck 50 fish finisher oh, yes. from the Croatan National Forest. And That's right. Yeah, so Eastern, we, we – Eastern we, North Carolina. We discussed, um, we discussed your injury, how we met. We discussed uh, the endurance side of what it is that you do and your sort of indomitable spirit. Um, one thing that has been really neat, I think, for me, living in a Marine Corps town, is all my riding buddies are Marines. They're either at, most of them are active duty, like yourself, uh, or or recently out or whatever. And for me, it's just been a really unique thing because I'm like most most of you guys are so busy. I'm like the only civilian friend you got that isn't some friend that you had from growing up, you know. Um, but I think it's really neat because you were there when Ridge Supply started um, and have seen it kind of all the way through. Um, and, and almost uh, you, you only lived here for a couple of years during that time. We've, 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 we've gotten you back and we've lost you and we've gotten you back and now we've lost you again because um, you keep, keep having to move around. But um, what's, what's that been like to watch, you know, Arsenal come yeah. up out of nowhere and, you know, and all that. Well, I, I do have a unique perspective because, you know, I've, I've known you before this even started. And really, Ridge Supply started before it started because you've always been a man of ideas. So when we started that Moonlight Hunt Club, Hunt Club we used to ride at 4.35 in the morning. I, we still do. And so we, we, you literally created a T-shirt that said the Moonlight Hunt Club, MH, you know, hashtag MHC. We used to take photos. And you were always creating, designing stuff, kit, ideas for this or that. And then when you had, you got hit by the vehicle, I'll, I'll never forget where I was at. I was, I was, I was uh, commuting back home from work, from my work to my house. And I got a text message right there in Sneed's, in, um, in Sneed's Ferry saying that you'd been in an accident. I got it from one of our friends. And then I was thinking about you the entire way home. So Rich Supply started from that. And to me, it's an amazing testament to what one individual can do if he, A, is passionate about it, commits himself to do it. And does do and does what he loves to do. So it started with nothing, and then you know I remember the first sock that you released. I'm like, ah, I don't know where you know how much can socks, how long can a sock business business last? You know how unique is it? It's going to run out of patterns. He's going to run out of ideas. And then it started growing. And then I remember you know I've got I'm very fortunate. My wife is from Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, it's a you know awesome place to cycle. It's where a lot of you know George Hinkapi lives here, Christian Vanderbilt, Bobby uh, Julik. And I went there in a group ride and I, for the first time I saw Rich Supply socks on this group ride. I'm like, that's pretty amazing. And then I traveled to Dirty Kansas and there's Rich Supply socks there. And then there's Rich Supply kit with Cutaway. And then the brand started to develop. And to me, it's, I'm very proud when I say, when I see people that socks, I stop them all the time. I live in Washington, D.C. right now. And I see there's a huge community, uh, cycling community here. A lot of commuters, a lot of very high, you know, 
cat one, cat two pro cyclist wearing your kit. And I was, I talked to him about it and it's, it makes me proud to know, Hey, I, I know the guy that started that literally is a good friend of mine. And literally he is the sole operator and employee of that entire business. <laughs> and with the, with today's modern technology, his only means of communication, only means of uh, product of, uh, of, um, of showing his product is through the internet and it's all free through Instagram yeah. and then it's through word of mouth and it's through somebody wearing it, recommending it. And, you know, so I do all I can to support the business and I try to, I also try to snipe people and, you know, I found a, a 15 or 16 year old high school student up here in a group ride two years ago. And he was extremely strong. I said, Hey man, what's your name? And he was wearing some of your socks. And I was like, look, I'm going to have that guy. I'm going to tell him about you. And I, I remember you texting him that day and sent him some socks that day. And he just got selected for a, a pretty good team up here. But, you know, those kind of unique relationships are pretty awesome. And then, you know, it's just great to support the brand. So almost all the races I've ever done, I've worn your kit, your, your you know, the cutaway kit, your rich supply design kit, your socks, and you're always open to new ideas. I mean, you're the bag you just created and designed two weeks ago. I'm, you, the very first race we did in North Carolina, we drove up there and we talked about a bag, a cycling kit bag, because the one you recommended was a, a Patagonia bag. And here it is 10 years. Later. I'm like, man, it took you 10 years to really design that bag because we talked about it on day one. <laughs> yeah. um, but your ideas are endless and they're pretty fascinating. It's just, even though I've been deployed overseas on several occasions, I have friends all over the globe and I see your cycling socks in those countries. I'm like, man, it's kind of emotional actually to see what one man can do starting out of his garage in Cedar Point, North Carolina and the impact he can have globally. Dude, it's, I'm going to have to cut all this together. This is like my, this is my testimonial <laughs> right here. Like, let's just stop it right now. Hey, hey, I, like I mentioned off the off the camera here, I, pl I place twenty seven dollars orders orders for uh, bandanas, and I get four hundred fifty dollars worth of kit. So I owe you some. Well, you one thing that you're obsessed with red. I don't know why, but like you're you a know, hater of red. At, well, I he mean, he is a red hater. He, he is, is a red hater. The three, every time he t he see, makes a design, I'm like, well, that would look good in red, white, and blue or black. Red and black, Matt. The the. <laughs> The three, Every time. The, three best, the three biggest colors in cycling are white, black, and red. And they're everywhere. And, of course, uh, Marines, you know, they, they love their red, too. And so every time I do anything, he will text or put a comment <laughs> on Instagram. Well, if it was red, I would get it, you know. Um, and it's to the point now where I'm basically might even ban red, you know, just in general, just to spite him. But, uh, I, or, or I should just come out with like a red bag and charge him like $2,000 for it. And he would probably pay it. So, but no, dude, I really appreciate that. Um, you're, you're right. It did start before, you know, before the accident and before a lot of things. Um, it, it, it started in, in the way that like, um, I've been very fortunate to have groups that are friends, you know, um, and not just um, teams or, or people you're kind of stuck together. Um, and that, that group that we had um, with you, me and Josh uh, and, um, and Brett too. Brett was the silent, the silent assassin that was with us mm -hmm. um, all the time and uh you know those guys just had that we all had this like mindset to go do something ridiculous and um 
and it was a way that everybody got stronger and and better and you know i i i still i still seek that out now or try to create it you know because it's it's awesome to have other people that are just dumb enough to get up at 3 30 and, and go ride so i appreciate you guys being think, there but what what you're and to conclude this aspect of it what it really taught me was the fact that you know to pursue your dreams your goals your passions and desires because i know prior to rich apply you had a not so envious job it's pretty lucrative you made good money on it and but i remember we would have two hour long counseling sessions on our rides about the frustration you had dealing with people dealing with the challenges of it and you always you know i just can't i don't think i'm gonna stop it quit and then this accident happened it was like the light bulb went off in your head hey man i only live one time that's yeah. kind of the light bulb that went off in my head on 5 March 2010 when I almost died. It's like, look, I only live one time. I got to stop messing around, pursue my goals, dreams, desires, and yeah. commit to commit to it. Because honestly, if, even if you're making a million bucks or whatever the case is, and you're not happy, then what's the point? I mean, yeah. you got to be happy. You got to take care of your family. You've right. got to be, uh, you know, enjoyable to be around. And sometimes you're in the wrong situation. It's not good. And, you know, yeah. I, I, I admire you for that because you did walk away and you started this literally – Literally in your garage. I remember the yeah. first time we went back in there. You had a few Tupperware containers. You get your first sock. It started. It started in my den. Like it in started den, in yeah. my den on my kid's desk. You know. Uh, well, and you know the one thing I do want to say to people that are that are like because I've had a lot of people be like, oh well, you did it. Well, then I can do it. And I didn't do anything. You know, um, I, I just made a sock and tried to figure out a way to sell it. I didn't like start out with the dream of of this or you know of anything um i i literally just um put one foot in front of the other and found that i was enjoying it um and kept going um and you know eventually your competitiveness kicks in your your you know whatever whatever those things are and i'm not alone i i, I talk i talk with people even people on this podcast, I talk with people that, that are trying to figure out what to do yeah. with their careers and, and find something new. And um, I certainly don't have the answer, but I, but I do say to people that like, if you're doing something you genuinely enjoy, you know, um, and you can somehow get the magic to happen where it's actually supporting you or at least not making your life worse, you know, just keep doing it because I, if you got to go to a job to stay secure that you don't like, it, at least you can do something else in your yeah. part time, your side time, your night, your weekend, or whatever yeah. that brings you joy. And right. that's kind of how this started. And um, yeah, I mean, when we, it's it's a lot like with what we did with Arsenal, where where it was just an idea, and, and you were one of the original Arsenal members, and you know, stole my question, Matt. That's oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Jordan, <laughs> kick what, in there. I, kick in there buddy I was gonna say you were the you were one of the original arsenal people um and so i was kind of curious i guess what five years in now with arsenal matt yeah yeah kind of what your opinion on seeing how arsenal has grown and changed and you've had more people come in and kind of its own community that it's built yeah i think it's it's its own community and it's such a broad spectrum of people from all across, I'm guessing globally, but across the United States and globally, uh, they have the one common, one thing in common of wearing, you know, being a wearing rich supply kit and gear and being part of an Arsenal member and being a part of that brand. And, you know, in cycling injury, especially there's a huge ambassador programs in, in any kind of business. And it's just neat to be a part of that one. It's kind of unique as well. And that, you know, that there's so many Instagram posts, it's kind of 
daunting to, to keep track of, but it's, it's not just one aspect of the cycling community, which I think a lot of companies, um, they hurt themselves by branding themselves as only, you know, road specific branding of whatever, whereas yeah. it's, it's all aspects. If you're on two wheels, you could be a commuter in yeah. Pittsburgh and be a Ridge Supply Arsenal member. And, and, and that's great because that's a huge community there. There's, um, you know, there's all different nationalities, races, and I think it's sex is great in regards to, there's so many people that ride a bike and now they can help support the business and the business can help support them. It's a, it's a mutual, mutually supporting relationship, but it's pretty incredible to see it grow. And I've seen guys up here in DC that I've seen on Instagram and then I see him on a ride like, Oh man, I know exactly who that is based off his rich supply arsenal post. Yeah. Um, so it's, and I do remember the first time that there was like probably 25 of us and we had an ammo can and we had a couple um, trinkets that were in that ammo can. And it was like, here it is right here. The first year, a, uh, and then there were some stickers. You're always big on stickers because you can, you can, it takes 15 cents to produce a sticker and then you can sell that thing for six fifty and get quite, you can, you know, <laughs> nice. Do, nice do the math. So anyway, yeah, it's, 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 it's neat to see. Well, it, I appreciate that, man. And um, I realized that, like there's who knows what the future is going to hold, but I know that you're going to crush Iowa. I know that you're going to, I mean, I'm going to throw a time out there. Are you going to go? I mean, can you, can you get under three, three for, what, for the marathon? No, for the marathon. Can you get under three uh, oh, for or the marathon? Three, three, I ran, a, I ran three fifteen. So a month ago I ran a one thirty one half marathon, one thirty, one thirty, half marathon on a relatively flat course. Um, when I did that, it took me 10 days to recover. Cause Cover, when you, yeah. when you go past that red threshold, it's, it's tough. So yeah. it depends where yeah. I run it. If I run it, if I go down to you and run on the coast where it's extremely flat, I, I can get sub three ten, I believe if I have a good race and good support. Um, if I run it up here in a hilly environment, it's going to be below probably three twenty. I think it's realistic. My fastest marathon ever is 319. So I thought, man, yeah. um, and my nutrition's so honed. I don't want to get nutrition, but, but I think I can get below 310. If, if I really focused and I didn't cycle, the problem is my fatigue level is through the roof right now because last week I cycled for 14 hours or 13 hours and I ran 33 miles. So my fatigue level is, is yeah. in a stratosphere and I don't know what I can do until I recover and rest for a week or two. So I'll know once Iowa comes, I'm taking, you know, I'll, I'm going to push myself as hard as I can for two weeks, take a few days easy, do Iowa to the uh, peak fitness. Yeah. And then I have two weeks until I do the marathon on Veterans Day weekend. So I'm looking about a three, 320, 310 around there. Well, I'm going to throw out a gauntlet for you because 20 years ago, I ran my first and only marathon and I ran a 347. So if oh. you, if you don't beat 347, then I'll be 347. Well, but I'm just saying, if it's close, <laughs> yeah, I'm coming for you. You know, I'm going to heckle you no, nonstop if it's like a 348 or something, because you have to beat me. You'll be beat. I don't even think my feet got off the ground. I was like just shuffling like this. That's right. The last six miles for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the worst. I knew when I did that, I'm not going to do it again. Um, yeah. <laughs> 20 miles right is... 20 miles is easy. It's the last 6.2 that is just unbelievable, cha challenging. Your body's like, nope, you're built for 20 miles, not 26. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot like the century, though. The first yeah. century seems oh. just incredible. 
and then you can tap out five hours eventually like it's no big deal and then then it becomes the oh, 200 miles in the last yeah after Always the last aid station for... at dirty kansas how are you going to get there you know that kind of stuff so mm -hmm. kudos to you for always um put getting stuck in it and 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 pushing a little bit further because it's an inspiration well we'll, we'll definitely be watching yeah great thank you madam iowa race is uh 23 october so i'll keep you updated on that madam so you might post something out um yeah starts on friday zero eight in the morning 337 miles and then the marathon will take place on seven november roughly seven november depending upon where i do it at and make sure i get a text or a phone call you know from the from the podium or or right. when when it's all said and done right uh matthew kudelik Jordan Spoon, thank you all for being here. I so appreciate it. Um, friendship means a lot, and the support of the brand, your $27 is greatly appreciated. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Godspeed on your upcoming uh, endurance spectacles. All right. Sounds good. Thanks a lot for having me, Matt and Jordan. I appreciate it. Peace. Episode 35. Uh, Woo, 35. Boom. Mm. Be the Bright Podcast. We're coming at you soon.